Hello, hello, and welcome to the ISV Society Podcast. I am your host, Amy Keenan, and I am so excited to be here and chat with you. So first off, you may be asking, what is the ISV Society? Well, it's a membership just for ISVs, where we collaborate, educate, and generate leads in an affordable way. From webinars to blogs, as well as monthly mastermind meetings, these are just some of the ways we're working together. This podcast is also another way to bring the content to you. There'll be marketing tips and tricks, ISV guests, as well as fellow marketing professionals. Just think of it as your one-stop shop, all things channel marketing. It's all about the power of collaboration. So let's get started. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me in the ISV Society podcast this week. I'm so excited to have my first guest be a part of this episode. I'd like to welcome Lindy to my podcast this week. We are so excited. Hi, Lindy. Hello, Amy. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate the invitation. I didn't know I was your first guest. You are. No pressure. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about videos because Lindy is the guru of video. And I think she just um, provides so much insight and education and information around it. So I'm excited to talk to her about it today. But first, Lindy, why don't you tell a little bit about yourself and what you do and what your favorite hobbies are and let us get to know you. All right. Well, um, I'm Lindy Belay, often mispronounced as Lindy Belly. I won't be offended by anyone who happens to call me Lindy Belly. Just don't call me Linda and we'll be good. Um, I am a senior marketing manager for HSO. Currently, I work for a partner, but my um, previous experience was with an ISV. So I've had both feet planted in either scenario, and it's been interesting to see what things are in common and what things have been different. Um, I have a dog and a cat, Watson and Dirt Diver, that keep me entertained throughout my workday now that I'm working from home. And also bird watching and squirrel watching takes a lot of my attention throughout meetings, (laughs) which most people know about. I'm not not sharing any secrets here. And for fun hobbies, I do photography on the side. Um, I do a little bit of video occasionally. I made graphic design attempts on occasion. I haven't done that in a very long time, actually. Um, But all kinds of creative outlets outside of work that keep me busy. Um, Yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. Oh, I am married. I do have a husband named Brad (laughs) who will hopefully not bombard us during this recording. Well, thank you for sharing. I, I, know, I know you and I talked in the past about birds and squirrels, and I find it fascinating that you um, like to look at all the different birds outside your window, because there's usually hardly any outside mine, so I'm sure you have better stories about birds than I do. We have lots of good stories. They were quite active today, actually. Changing of the seasons. Which is nice. Yes, it is nice. So, as we, as I mentioned, we're going to talk about video today, and we're going to briefly talk about a few different topics, and I think we might even do a little series just because there is so much to talk about in regards to video, and I don't want to 
put too much content into this episode and we want to make it easily digestible in case you want to take some action items away from it. But stay tuned. We'll be providing more information on the videos, but we're going to give you how to get started, what some tools to use, some types of tools, where to start, things like that. So make sure you have a handy notebook and pen to write them down. So we hope you'll get some nuggets to get started with your videos. But let's talk about, Lindy, why you like video so much and how you got into it. Well, um, I think the reason I like video is that it's truly a natural progression from my photography background. Um, I didn't start video with that in mind, but as I worked more and more with video, it was amazing. I mean, it seems like a no brainer, but how many things there are in common, um, you know, placing your subjects on camera, editing, all those things come into play. And um, it's just a different way of telling the story. And one of the things I love about my photography is that it's capturing people where they are in their moment of life, whether it's, you know, a special event or it's just some special family time. I love candid photos because they tell so much more about what's going on in those experiences than the staged photos do. And I think the same can be said with video. And that sounds cheesy and probably confusing because we are talking about video in a technical space, <laughs> but <laughs> it can apply and uh, it does make it more fun that way. Um, you know, you can make it as complicated as you want, or you can keep it as simple as you want. So there are varying degrees and that also creates enough variety. I love variety in my job. I love variety throughout my day. So um, video provides that type of variety while you're making the video with shooting it, going back as far as scripting it to shooting it, to editing it, and then sharing it with your end users or however you're going to um, push it out to the public. So it's there's always something different happening, and that's fun for some people like myself. So that's why I like it. I got into it by, um, in my last employer, we were rebranding the company and had a number of long, lengthy demo videos. And by that time, the culture had changed enough that people were consuming videos in shorter pieces rather than the long form video. And we took it as an opportunity to update those demo videos by creating, taking them from five to seven minute demo videos to um, 90 second to two minute feature videos. Sometimes they'd be up to three minutes, but for the most part, they would be in that shorter range and create a journey where people could just watch as many feature videos as they wanted to, consuming it in a, you know, large chunks or small chunks, and then adapting that to more fun types of work throughout time. But it really did start out as a very technical project for the organization as a whole. Yeah, and I feel like video is a great, another great way to just provide content to the audience and having a variety of content be and video being one of them, because you can really create so much from, from videos and not just do demos. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of us as ISVs and VARs, we're so focused on doing the demo mm -hmm. 
video that there really is so much more that you can do with your videos to get products, to get pain points, to get anything out there and to make it fun because videos can be time consuming and take can take a lot of work. So it's good to make it fun as well. Absolutely. And over the last, I would say, year and a half for me, I've also dove into video more as well because I see how important it is and I see that there's so much that you can do with it. So not only creating demo videos, but cartoon videos and animated GIFs, like there's just so many things. And that brings us to what types of videos, right? What types of videos can uh, VARs and ISVs do right now? And how they can leverage the content they have to create some types of videos and things like that. So what types of videos have you created? What do you see as being more popular than others? We, well, as I said, we started out with the lovely demo videos, but um, I think the most popular or easy to consume type of content are what I would call sales and marketing videos. Um, we typically recommend in the video world that you keep those to 60 to 90 seconds. Not very many people are watching more than 90, 90 seconds worth of a promotional video. Um, and the types of those videos can range from animated, as you mentioned, talking head videos, testimonials and case studies, product commercials, uh, where something like your GIF might come into play, announcements, seasonal videos and event series. Um, we've also used them in the announcement category. My last job, we would use them to announce um, the release of a new product or product update releases that were coming out that people are user base was accustomed to receiving from us on a regular basis. We were just trying to find new ways to communicate that information to them that was a little more fun and um, personable than just an email with plain text and we got great reactions from that. Um, another type of video which is where we'd find our feature demo videos are the two to five minute range screen shares and um, you can take long demos and split them into chapters or multiple short videos and that's what I recommend. Um, people just don't have the attention span like they used to especially if it's a demonstration. If it's a training video, I think they're apt to watch a 15 minute video because they want to see step by step how to do something. But when we're looking at a demonstration of your product, they're not going to sit there for 15 minutes and watch you go through this entire demo. Um, sometimes it's best to just take your 15 minute video and break it into five three minute videos and then just link them. Here's part one, part two, part three. Um, People, I, I know for myself, when I get any video sent to me, whether it's on YouTube, through work, personal, Facebook, first thing I do is check to see how long that video is. And if it's more than 90 seconds, I'm not watching it. So yeah. <laughs> it's sad, I agree. but I think it's the, <laughs> where we are in. It's the society that we're in today. Exactly. People want small digestible nuggets of content now. Exactly. And then, you know, there are still places for educational explanational video explanation videos that can be long form. That's where I would suggest adding in chapters. Most of the video hosts today have that feature mm -hmm. available to you. So um, it does give people that visual of like, okay, I can pause this and come back to it later. 
I don't have to close out and forget about it and never come back to it again. Um, webinars obviously are a good example of that type of long form. I think there's a place for all of it. Um, and that's kind of the tricky part. And I think the overwhelming part for a lot of ISVs and partners today is knowing where to start. Like there are so many options. So where do you start with so many options? And that was my next question. So you led right into it. <laughs> Glad I could help. <laughs> As I mentioned, the, <laughs> the avenue we took in my prior company was to do those product demos into the shorter length videos. Um, that was a need, you know, it was an organizational need, so it made it easy to prioritize. And then as we got the hang of it, like, oh, well, what if we tried interviewing somebody in the company? And then what if we did a, a Thanksgiving message where we thanked all of our customers by different people within our organization saying their thank you, you know, mixing it up, trying different things. Um, but I think the first thing you have to identify is, do you have the support of your leadership to do that kind of activity? And I believe in most organizations, leadership now understands the value of video. I, I had a stat written down, um, let me see if I can find it, that HubSpot, HubSpot reported 81% of businesses are using video in 2021, which is up from 63% last year. And I'm pretty sure we can thank the lovely pandemic for that increase in video <laughs> yes. viewing. Um, but with it comes the complication of how do you record fun videos when your team is scattered? A lot of people are remote now. How do you make that happen? Um, Great, you have the backing of your leadership. How do you make time? What's the ROI? There may not be traceable ROI to every video you make, but are you saving salespeople demo time by putting your most frequently viewed feature demos on your website? You know, there might not be something in it immediately, but you might see over time your team isn't having to stretch themselves as thin as they had before. Um, and then I think the biggest thing, a lot of people don't think they have talent in their office. And I can say that this exercise will bring talent to you that you never expected before. <laughs> but start with your subject matter experts. Start with the people who are outgoing, who aren't uh, awkward in front of a camera the people who are easy to coach because that is one of the things that you're going to have to do is be a director, a producer, a writer. You have to do all of the things if you're in a small shop and you don't have people to split out the responsibilities with. So, you know, it, it can be work on the front end, but the more you do, the easier it gets. And I recommend continuing them so that you can, you keep that cadence going. You just get better and better with each video because, you know, no one's first video is per absolutely perfect and it shouldn't be. No. And with COVID, 
and people consuming such a high percentage of video now, the need for the professionalism that was in our in our market even 10 years ago is not a requirement anymore. I mean, don't be unprofessional, but you don't have to be slick. You don't have to spend $10,000 on a, equipment or, yeah. Right, right. So you many can use your phone nowadays. Phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Phones, if you're going to be out in a loud place, I recommend giving your person a lapel mic. Um, one of my teammates now is in New York City and I'm in Illinois. So we work on a script together. It's not a thing he follows verbatim and that's fine. I don't want him to feel like he's a robot while he's talking through the video. Um, and then his wife is our videographer and he has a lapel mic <laughs> and it works out great. So it's not something Get creative. To, yeah. And it's not something that's meant to live on forever. So right. it, usually those types of videos are shorter lived fun videos that we use to promote an event or something and then move on with our lives. And if they're doing, if, if say, you know, companies want to start with some shorter demo videos, then you don't have to worry about all that stuff. You're just recording demos. So that's a little bit easier making them a small and digestible content. I, I when you mentioned HubSpot, I, I brought up my, um, when I, they have some great training videos and what they do is they create, you know, put them in chapters and digestible content. Cause yes, the training, that training might be an hour long, but they broke it out into these seven, sometimes 10, sometimes four minute videos. So it's a lot more appealing to do versus, you know, the whole hour of stand, you know, sitting in front of your computer and staring at a screen, which no one wants to do. So, and it's so hard to find an hour of time mm -hmm. anymore, you know, between meetings and emails and getting our stuff done. It's hard to squeeze that in. So it's going to put yourself as the person making videos, put yourself in the shoe of the, the shoes of the viewer. What do you want to spend your time on as the viewer? Do you want to spend that time 45 minutes watching a webinar recording or would you prefer that broken out into just the main pieces that need to be taken from that webinar and it's yeah. going to be different for every but it's going to be different for every company every person um, it's finding what works best for your organization and applying it would you say so Let's go back to the whole demo videos. I think that is a great place to start, don't you think? And because I feel like a lot of people don't have um, the time or resources probably yet to figure out what they're going to do for actual person videos, but if they're updating their website or if they need short videos for their website, I would suggest that would be a great way to start because people are going on your website, they're gonna to wanna to see those short digestible videos. So start there get that under your belt and then move on to something different. Would you say that's a good way to start? Absolutely. And it gets you more familiar with the tools you're using. Um, it helps you identify who in your organization is a good fit for different types of videos. You may find that you have somebody who's great at demos that is not going to be a good person to have on camera. Like those two things don't necessarily equal, um, so yeah, it gives you an opportunity to feel those things out and get to 
get ideas for down the road, but I would even diving a little deeper, I would start with your most popular product or solution or service. Start there, start small, and then once you get the hang of it, go to your second most popular solution and so on and so forth. Um, so you're not trying to take on too much at once and then stop before you get started. Yes. <laughs> and then another idea. So going back to, you know, what's popular and what maybe you have something new to share. So I, in the past, we've companies I've worked for, they had new features. And I thought, well, if it if it's feasible or if it makes sense, depending on what the new features are, can you make those animated GIFs mm -hmm. and therefore put those in a blog, in social, on the website and get get the new features out there quicker and easier and, and digestible content as animated GIFs versus a whole demo of all the features, which you can do in a webinar, but you want to create, again, different types of content because that's what people like and create the variety of content. So that's another easy way to also get started because animated GIFs can be pretty easy to do as well. Yeah, and they're great to share on social. Mm -hmm. Even if you're just trying to push social out on a regular basis and you need something different, that's going to catch somebody's eye because how many times do you see that in a right. space? It's not as common. You can mix it up with some fun GIFs too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> For those of you out there who pronounce it yes. that way. I am not that person. <laughs> so now I think that is a great segue into the types of tools that companies can use to get started with video. Some of the, and I find most video tools that I've used are very affordable and for the most part, easy to use. There's always a learning curve when you're getting anything new, right? Yeah. But the ones that I've used in the past, I found that they were very, easier, much easier to use than I thought they were going to be, that's for sure, and also affordable. So mm -hmm. what types of tools have you used and recommend to get started with? I'm going to back up a little bit and just say that first and foremost, you need a plan. Yes. Before you start digging into tools, make sure you have a plan um, and your talent decided on. Uh, but Recording device is, I think, the most important thing. Um, we can record on pretty much anything nowadays. I mean, we're using Teams right now. You can use Zoom. You can use, um, you know, I'm trying to think. I probably should have thought about this. You can use your and phone. your phone. <laughs> you can have a fancy camera. You can do. Um, any number of things. I used my digital SLR for some videos. Um, it depends on what type of video you're doing. But I would say if you're accustomed to using a phone, just use your phone. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't make yourself miserable trying to figure out settings that are frustrating if you're not accustomed to them. Um, the most important thing when you're using a phone, well, when you're using anything is camera shake. So you just have to be very conscientious of not moving too fast. Maybe you use a tripod if it's a situation that warrants that. And um, and then from there, you obviously need decent lighting and sound. So I recommend 
Blue Yeti, or Yeti Blue, I think is what they're called. Um, it's a very popular podcasting microphone, actually, and it, it works very well for demo recordings. Um, if you're doing anything with requires monodirectional sound, it works really well. In most cases, if you're going to be like some of the videos that people might be accustomed to me pumping out were sometimes group videos where there were a lot of people involved. In those situations, we asked everyone to project their voices. So sometimes it's not necessary, you're not using something special, but is there white noise in the background that needs to be shut down? Are you near traffic and you need to wait for traffic to calm down? Like there are always things that you don't necessarily hear in the moment. It's better to think about that ahead than have to try to figure out how to get rid of it later. And the more people that are involved, the harder it is to reschedule something. So pay attention to your lighting, pay attention to your sound. Um, editing tools. I am a personal fan of TechSmith Camtasia. It's very inexpensive. It's easy to use. Um, the more you get used to it, the more elaborate you can get. But they have fantastic YouTube training videos on how to use their, their software. Um, it's very reasonably priced. So that's an easy sell if you have to. I think it's like $250 for one license for a year or something like that. Yeah. Or even for life. And then you just pay it for upgrades or whatever. Yes. It's very reasonable. It's very reasonable. They're excellent to work with. And I'm not just saying that they've, <laughs> they've been great. We don't get a plug for this. <laughs> I did do a testimonial video for them years ago, but no, I didn't get anything from it <laughs> other than happy use of their tool. Anyway, um, and then video hosting options are obviously something to consider. I'm a huge fan of Wistia. Also a great company if you're just looking for education on video. Even if you don't purchase anything from them, use their platform. They have amazing educational information out there uh, from how to create videos now that you work from home to multi-series events that you can host over video. Um, they do an excellent job and they're a lot of fun. They have an office dog. I mean, I'm sold. <laughs> you can't beat that. <laughs> and I've been to their office. I got to go to their office a couple years ago in Boston. That was pretty oh, nice. Fun. That's in yeah. my neck of the woods. It is. It is. Oh, and then rev.com. I was going to mention this because it's very important to note that most people are watching video without sound now, which breaks my heart because one of my favorite things to put in video is a music track and sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot that goes into that. There but is. <laughs> I, even when I'm watching videos with sound on, I'm still reading the, the text, the captions. So um, rev.com is an excellent source for captioning. It's inexpensive. You can get burn-in captions, which are great for social media that may not allow you to upload an SRT file, which is the type of file captions are called. Um, 
or it might you might have a social platform that doesn't allow you to do that upload. So uh, Rev for a low cost, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they will allow you to do those burn in captions or just do the regular captioning that comes in its own file. Highly recommend. And, and you can turn that into um, a blog, description, a blog, a description yeah. for your YouTube video. It depends yeah. on how you want to use it. I've also used, uh, if, if anyone's interested in doing cartoon type of videos, there's one out there called Powtoon, which I highly recommend and is also very reasonable. And they have tons of templates to choose from and you can tweak it to make it your own coloring, logos, branding, whatever you need. But if you wanted to start or add a variety of videos, cartoon ones are a great one to uh, incorporate as well. Yes. I need and Camtasia part. does animated GIFs, so yes, they it's do. not like you need another whole platform for it. You just use just one. <laughs> yeah. Camtasia does integrate with some video platforms. I think they might integrate with uh, Vimeo. I'm going to try not to say. I always say Venmo instead of Vimeo. Um, and other, you can directly share to social if you're connected yes. to it. I've never used that function, but. Me neither. I always see it there when I'm exporting. Like, oh, I should you try can that. also add slides and PowerPoint slides to it. So when you are doing those demo type videos and you want to have bumpers, I highly recommend you add bumpers to the beginning and end of your demo videos. You can just add in that quickly and easily. Mm -hmm. So I liked that feature as well with Camtasia. Yes, they have lots of fun things. Transitions. I love their transitions. They've got new ones in there. And when you have to clean up all of the ums and ahs and oohs and so's and all that. <laughs> that never happens. Nobody does that. I know, huh? So, but thank you. This is great. I think we covered a lot of information today. I hope I hope everybody learned something and I hope everybody would will start to think about incorporating video into their marketing initiatives because I think it's very important. And there are tons of types of videos that you can create from really easy and simple to elaborate and long. Yeah. I it all depends on your bandwidth. It all depends on your time. It all depends on what your goals are. And like Lindy mentioned, you have to have a plan. So we'll, we'll probably do another podcast on coming up with a plan, where to start, what to do, how to do it, where to keep it all. Yes. Because that's a whole other podcast in itself. <laughs> There's so many layers. It's there a lot of so fun. It is. It is a lot of fun. And just, you know, have small goals where you're doing maybe one video a month or a quarter or whatever it is, but at least have some kind of benchmark and goals yes. to to work towards that was one of my favorite things was when we had a goal of a certain amount and then i exceeded that goal because it became very second nature and how we were getting them out and it was a lot of fun so and you did a lot of series videos too which was nice i did those were so much fun oh the days I would love to 
bring everyone that I've ever done those videos with into like a training session, but it might be too chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> that could get wild. Yes. All right. Well, we are going to wrap things up. So thank you everyone for joining us this week. And I hope again, you learned something about videos. I hope you get started. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer them. And thank you again. Have a great week and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. You've just listened to another episode of the ISV Society podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to subscribe and or share with your team. I would love to also hear your feedback and share any tips and tricks or topics that you'd like to hear in my upcoming episodes. Have a great week.